Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. My friends and I were driving back, and you just can't help but being a little jacked up when you have walked on fire and spent four days with Tony Robbins. My friends and I also knew from experience that if we didn't take action, we would go right back to where we were before. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Sporto, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilia, Patwa Apparel, and and the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. Today's featured guest is an award-winning speaker who draws upon her 20 plus years of sales and marketing and training experience to deliver business and career changing strategies and inspiration to her audiences. She is the best-selling author of eight books and a featured expert in two films, The Keeper of the Keys with Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame and The Gratitude Experiment. Her programs focus on positive workplace culture, intergenerational communication, employee acquisition engagement, retention, and gratitude strategies, what she calls gratitudes for personal and professional development. She's been featured on Wall Street Select, NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, and more. It is my absolute pleasure today to welcome to the entrepreneurial you, Lisa Ryan. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I'm happy to have you. So I'm going to start first by asking you a fun question. So I subject all my guests to this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And here's a fun question for you. Would you rather be the most popular or the smartest person you know? Oh, man. I would rather be the most popular. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little vanity won't hurt here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for that, Lisa. Thanks for sharing. So I'm going to ask you now to share your social media handle with us so that our community can, you know, contact you at the get go if they so desire. Sure. My Twitter handle is at Gratigy, G-R-A-T-E-G-Y. On Facebook, because there's a gazillion Lisa Ryans, I'm Lisa Ryan 14. And on LinkedIn, I believe I'm Ask Lisa Ryan. Because again, there's lots and lots of Lisa Ryans on LinkedIn. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) But only only one with gratitude. Oh, only one with gratitude. That's the important thing, right? That's our focus for today. And so my peak performers, you know, you can get in touch with me as well on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Henneke Watkins Porter or Patwa Apparel. So I am ready to rock and roll with Lisa Ryan. We're going to be talking about the gratitude strategy, hence gratitude. So Lisa, what is the concept of gratitude? Gratitude is actually gratitude strategies, which is the the word that I made up and the only word that I own. Really, it started with a gratitude practice that I started with some friends in 2009. And I had such a profound experience from it that I knew that it was a message 
that I needed to take into corporate America to really develop that foundation, which later became a real emphasis on employee engagement in the workplace by setting that foundation of gratitude and appreciation that employees really just feel committed and connected to the mission of the organization. You know, you talk about message and of course we're definitely coming back to this, you know, whole gratitude discussion. But you and I were were, were starting a conversation in our pre-interview chat and I just thought that was so interesting for you to share on on air. And so I had to say, stop, Lisa, stop. I want you to share this. (laughs) So, and you're talking uh, in light of starting a business. Will you just share what you were sharing with me earlier before we continue on the whole gratitude um, discussion? Oh, Sure. I think that when you see people with a successful business, you have friends that are entrepreneurs that started their business and they're so successful that sometimes it looks easier than it actually is. And it takes so much time and effort and money to start a business. And I think what happens is because people don't know the actual process, the actual journey that it takes and how much of everything that it takes to to be successful on this journey that basically you give up too quickly. I, I can't tell you how many of my friends that I started speaking at the same time with and they just stopped before being successful. And I think that really when it comes to you find the business, you're doing what you love, you're do, you know that you're doing what you're supposed to do, the only way that you can truly fail is by quitting. And so you ha- and people say, oh, I don't have a choice in the matter. I don't have a choice at all. I have to make a no. Actually, you always have a choice in the matter. You know, you can take out loans, you can, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. But when you look at entrepreneurship with that true attitude of whatever it takes, and believe me, I've made a lot of mistakes going through it, but I finally feel seven years into it that I'm finally getting to where I want to be. And it's been, and I wouldn't trade any of my experiences for the world. I'm reminded of this poem that starts something like this. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, rest if you must, but don't you quit. <laughs> yep, absolutely. We talk about sometimes because they're not having the success that they want, they, they kind of quit to you know, quickly at some point. Do you think if we had an appreciation or if they had an appreciation for the journey and trusting the process and enjoying the journey instead of looking at the outcome and where they're not right now, uh, as opposed to being grateful for all the things that they've accomplished and the little steps that they would have taken to get them to that point, what, what, what role do you think gratitude would have played there? Oh, it, gratitude is what changed my life a hundred percent. I mean, because the thing is that that's what we're doing. We're looking so far ahead and we're comparing ourselves. I had just started my speaking business and here I am comparing myself to people who had been speaking for 10 years and 20 years. And because I invested a lot of time and money and training and coaching and everything in my business, uh, am I to where I am with my you know twenty year friends? No. But when you look at the little steps and you take the the time to celebrate those, and that's what the gratitude journal does. That's the journal that gives you the opportunity that before your feet hit the ground in the morning, that you write down five things that you're grateful for before you turn the light off to go to bed at night. You 
you look back on the day and find five good things that happened during the day, which after a really rough day can be difficult. But when you start with that, when you force yourself to look for the good, you can always find it. And I know that sometimes when people are going through a really difficult time in their life, you know, it's just a dark period in their life that it's hard to find things to be grateful for. I tell people, start where you are. You know, the fact that I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, and it's a beautiful, sunshiny day, one of approximately 70 sunny days that we get during the year. (laughs) So I can be grateful for that. I can be grateful that I have clean air to breathe, hot water to shower in. You know, you just look at where you are, wherever that is, and you start focusing on the good. And that's when the magic happens. I find that, Elisa, when if I'm going through a rough day or a rough period, you know, when I really start. In fact, it's gratitude is something I practice every day. Every day, I'm thankful that I'm breathing. I'm thankful that I'm alive. I am thankful that I'm having opportunities. And I find that when I when I really do make an even more conscious effort to give thanks, not just for the normal things that I would give thanks for, but to find something else, it makes such a difference, and it makes my attitude and my my whole demeanor just changes because I'm giving thanks. I'm I am I'm, I'm I have the ability to, to do some things that some persons don't, to take advantage of opportunities that others can't. Right. So I need to know from you now, Lisa, why was there this need to start Gratigy? I had been wanting to be a speaker since I took my very first Dale Carnegie class back in 1987. I was six. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But I've always wanted to speak, being inspired by, you know, Napoleon Hill and uh, Dale Carnegie and all the greats of professional development. I had the opportunity to meet Tony Robbins for the first time in 1989 when I did my first fire walk with him. And I always wanted to speak, but there was that fear of, can I do this? So what happened is during the course of my career, I spoke as part of what I did. I was in the welding industry. I was their corporate computer trainer. I also did safety seminars, oxyacetylene safety and things like that. When I was in the healthcare industry, I did continuing education programs on things like hand hygiene, double gloving, occupational asthma, really fun, exciting topics. So I feel that I've been speaking most of my life, but it wasn't until I was kind of forced into entrepreneurship, October 12th, 2010, when my medical sales position was eliminated via group conference call with 12 of us getting canned at the same time. And It was on that day that basically I said, uh, no company will ever do that to me again. And Gratigy was literally born on that day. And that's when I just decided to go for it. I figured that I was given an opportunity to pursue something that I'd been wanting to do for more than 20 years and so that's the the dedication, the, you know, and the journey's been tough. I mean, there's times that I was really happy about getting canned by, you know, a conference call and because it gave me the opportunity, then I'd be mad, then I'd be scared, then, you know, all these different emotions going through. And again, just working on building a business and trying to be successful and proving to your spouse that you can do this. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite the journey. 
What I'm getting from his story is that out of a very dark situation comes your very bright light because now you're shining and you're spreading your message, not just in the United States, but it's been reached across the world via the, the various media that you've been featured on in this podcast and so many other ways in which you're spreading light. So we need, also need to be grateful in those very dark moments because, I mean, for me, who live by the word from the Bible, it says to me that all things work together for good. Not that all things are good, but all things work together for good. Absolutely. And I also believe my I started my gratitude practice in 2009. It was almost a year to the date that October 12th, 2010, when my position was eliminated. And I know that if I did not have that gratitude practice that I'd been writing down five things a day that I'd been grateful for for the past year before that, I don't believe that I would have had the same outcome because immediately right getting off that phone when I'm crying and shaking and scared and not having any idea what to do. I went back to that gratitude journal. I'm like, okay, well, this is a good test. (laughs) (laughs) I sat down, I did a little meditation. I prayed and I said, okay, show me what am I supposed to be grateful for in this situation? And that's when that goal list that I wrote in 1989 popped into my head. The first thing on the list was to buy a house. Chuck had done that. The second one was to become a professional motivational speaker. And the third one was to write a book. And it was almost like this physical weight lifted off my shoulders as I knew I was being given this opportunity to do that. Because I don't know, you probably remember, but 2010, it was not a good economy. Probably not the most brilliant year to start a business. No. (laughs) (laughs) But when I looked at the options and I would go to networking events and seeing people handing out resumes like, you know, Texas Hold'em, hire me, hire me, hire me, hire me, you know, everywhere. And this oozing desperation, uh, I didn't want to be a part of that. And I knew I didn't have to be because I was given this opportunity. Amazing story, Lisa. I'm going to take a break right here. And when we come back, we're going to be focusing on the importance of having gratitude. Peak performers. Success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal, but we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students and professionals who want ideas, innovation and inspiration. They have a variety of high-quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings and art exhibitions, and professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture, and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookophilia. Do you want to see the world filled with better leaders? Filling the world with leaders worth following starts with you in your company, organization, or community. On May 4, 2018, join more than 100,000 leaders from around the globe at the world's largest leadership event, 
Leadercast Live, broadcast live from Atlanta to a community near you. Leadercast Live brings together acclaimed global leaders to create a leadership experience unlike any other. Learn from leaders like Andy Stanley, Michael Hyatt, and Dr. Jim Lear on why it's essential to develop your core values and principles as a leader. Join us at Leadercast Live and discover the tools you need to lead yourself first so you can lead the way for others. For more information on this can't miss event, visit HennyCoWatkinsPorter.com and click on Leadercast Kingston and invest in the future of your career, your organization, your community, and your world. Welcome back. And we've been talking with Lisa Ryan of Gratigy, talking about the gratitude strategy. And now we're moving on to kind of get some insight into the importance of having gratitude. Let's go back to the day that the journey started. I was actually at another Tony Robbins four-day intensive workshop where we did another fire walk, you know, have to walk on fire every 20 years, whether I need to or not. But my <laughs> friend, my friends and I were driving back and you just can't help but being a little jacked up when you have walked on fire and spent four days with Tony Robbins. My friends and I also knew from experience that if we didn't take action, we would go right back to where we were before. So we opened up a Facebook thread and every day we'd share things from the workshop, things we learned, experiences that we had, people we met. And one of my friends said, well, why don't we write down three things that we're grateful for? Okay. Did it every day, held each other accountable. And that was the change. So I went into it, not expecting anything to happen, but I was in medical sales. I mean, I had customers calling me I hadn't talked to for months. Hey, can you come in and sell me some stuff? I'm like, I will be right there. And there were a couple of large hospitals I'd been calling on for five years that closed effortlessly. I had my, I noticed a change with my husband being more verbally appreciative. And believe me, it wasn't because I was keeping the house any cleaner. <laughs> so because I noticed all these differences and being in healthcare where everything I said, I always had to clinically document. So I was used to doing research and that's really where the research began. And I've literally read thousands of articles and white papers and books and attended programs to see if there was more to gratitude than just this feel-good emotion that we normally associate with it. And there's a boatload of research. When I started talking about gratitude in the workplace in 2009, it really wasn't a huge thing. You know, people just weren't talking about engagement. They weren't talking about the culture of appreciation. And, and you know, six, seven years later, eight years later now, you can't pick up uh, a business publication without something in there espousing these these same values because we're able to put numbers to it. We're able to see that people that have a gratitude practice are, uh, you know, are healthier. They complain less often. They exercise more. They're uh, more emotionally available. They're nicer to be around. You know, we see the differences that are scientifically valid. So we know that when you can put numbers to it, then you're more likely to get buy-in from people because they know it's just not this spiritual, fluffy, ethereal type of concept. It works. Having gratitude is not just, you know, an airy-fairy kind of um, emotion that we need to practice, but it actually works. Right. Absolutely. What are some of the simple ways that we can 
express this gratitude towards our team members, you know, for those of us who are entrepreneurs or even those contemplating to become entrepreneurs? The first thing is, you know, I had um, my five thank yous a day, which is what I really like to talk about because some people, of course, there's the gratitude journal where you're writing down your five things that you're grateful for. That's all cool and everything. But you can also verbally express your appreciation. A lot of times what happens is that we assume that people know how we feel about them, but it makes a huge difference to actually look at somebody and just say, I really appreciate you and being very specific, very detailed. You know, thank you so much for staying after work and working with Mrs. Brown. You know, I know she was really irritated when she came in and you did a masterful job of of taking care of her so that your employee knows that you're watching, that you're paying attention. So it's that verbal expression. The third way is to write a thank you note. And the fourth way is a letter of appreciation. Now, the difference, and again, world according to Lisa Ryan, a thank, <laughs> a thank you note is, you know, thank you for the gift. Thank you for the meeting. Thank you for something specific. Whereas a letter of appreciation is, I want to let you know how much I appreciate the fact that you're in my life. And these are the reasons why. Almost going back to Romeo and Juliet, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. How do I appreciate thee? Let me tell you. Because that way, when you tell somebody you appreciate them, you create a beautiful memory. When you write it down, you create a treasure. And you're giving that person tangible evidence that they can go back to when they need that extra boost. It could be a smiley face on a post-it note. It does, you know, it can be anything that's written that's tangible. And then the fifth way is to meditate on the power of appreciation for at least five minutes. And I will tell you, when it comes to meditation, YouTube is probably one of the greatest sources. I know. <laughs> Any time. Oh, yeah. You know, I just pick things. Okay, what do I want to focus on? Prosperity. Okay, let's do that. What do I want to focus on? Getting able to, being able to sleep. Okay. I mean, you can have two-minute meditations. There are eight-hour meditations on YouTube. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Focusing on gratitude and giving yourself the gift of really focusing on the things that you're grateful for and incorporating, because, you know, some of your listeners might be saying, well, my spouse needs to hear this, or I wish my kids were more grateful. Do this together. Do this as a family. Instead of when your spouse comes home from work or your kids come home from school, instead of saying, hey, Johnny, how was your day? And Johnny, of course, is going to be, Billy was picking on me and this and this and this, and they're going to recite all the negative. Johnny, tell me something good that happened at school today. You know, tell you, ask your spouse, what good happened at work today? You know, and and start having positive conversations where you're focusing on the good because we're wired for negativity. We're always going to go there first. So let's change the conversation. Amazing. You know, and and something I learned from another guest on one of our other episodes is to ask this question. It's not specific to gratitude, but it's just a way of creating engagement instead of asking, how are you? You know, on a scale of one to ten, where are you today? You know, and, and that yeah. for me, yeah, that was That's kind a of, great question. It is a great question because we normally ask, you know, how are you? And sometimes we don't stop for the answer. And sometimes right. if somebody really starts to give us the answer, then it's another story. You know what I mean? You, you, you're trying to move on. You're just asking to be polite. But then, we, and that doesn't really create 
engagement because persons know that you're sometimes doing it to be polite. But when you go a little further and ask on a scale of one to 10, where are you today? How are you doing today? You know, right. that creates that level of, of, um, of engagement. Lisa, as we, as we're about to close our conversation on a very interesting topic and, you know, subject, what are your final thoughts to leave with our community members on, you know, just being grateful and, 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 and just being thankful that you're alive and, and, and be happy that the things aren't around you. You're a part of them. You have opportunities. What are your final thoughts? I would say to take my 30-day gratitude challenge of just for the next 30 days, either first thing in the morning, last thing at night, have a notebook by your bedside. When you wake up in the morning, again, before your feet hit the ground, write down five things that you're grateful for and, and write the words, I am grateful for, and add some detail. So every day I could say I'm grateful for my husband, but I want to add some detail. I'm so grateful that Scott and I had a great dinner last night. I'm so grateful that that. Scott supports me, whatever it is, but tangibly, physically write it down because not only does that give you a record of the ebbs and flows of your life, but it also, we incorporate a lot more senses. You're seeing the words, you're hearing the words, you're feeling the pen. Do that for 30 days. And if you like it, my evil plan is to help you, is to have you continue doing it. (laughs) But the thing is that just give yourself that gift and see what happens. Take a look back of where you are today and where you are 30 days from now when you incorporate that power of gratitude. I guarantee you'll see a difference. And if you don't, other people will. And it may not be so evil after all, your evil plan. (laughs) (laughs) I always like to add that because I I did a 30-day challenge and people actually emailed me and said, I'm so sorry the challenge is over. I really liked keeping my gratitude. I'm like, oh my goodness, keep going. Yeah, don't stop. Don't quit now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So you had mentioned to me, Lisa, that you have a giveaway for our community members here. Um, Take us to what that is. And also at the end of that, I want you to tell us where we can get in touch with you, how we can get in touch with you, where to find you. Sure. Yes. Send an email to lisa at gratitude.com and put in the, the subject verbal hug. And what I will be sending you is a copy of my ebook called The Verbal Hug. And it is 101 ways to express appreciation to others. So the nice thing about it is that you can just, you know, flip to a, a certain idea, open up and and use that idea for the day. There's lots and lots of different ideas as far as how you can give that person in your life a verbal hug. As far as getting in touch with me, my website is at gratitude.com. You can also sign up for my gratitude thought of the week, which is a short inspirational message that seems to come out whenever you need it. And so, and and if you want to get in touch with me too, like I said, my email, Lisa at Gratigy, or um, just contact me via the website. Thank you so much, Lisa. I have had a fun time having you on talking about gratitude, you know, your gratitude strategy. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best as you continue to speak and inspire persons across the globe. Thank you. You're very welcome. And now a word from our amazing sponsors. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. 
Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. What do you know? We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I trust that you learned something and that something resonated with you so that you can share with others And speaking of sharing, I'd so love for you to leave a comment on the show notes page of each episode. Well, we're talking about this one in particular. Leave a comment at the end of the page so that when you go the topic, you click down. And at the end, there is an option there for you to comment. If you're accessing through iTunes, then by all means, I'd love for you to leave a rate and review that will keep us as a top rated podcast. It means a lot to me for you to help me out in this way, right? I know you are listening from all over the world and I so appreciate it from Japan to Germany to India to Pakistan, everywhere in the Caribbean, in the United States, in Jamaica in particular. Big up my Jamaican peeps. Big up those, of course, in Ohio and all those other states that persons are listening in from, that you are listening in from. I so truly appreciate you. Now, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can actually send me an email, you know, send it to hennikawatkisporter at gmail.com. I am truly looking forward to connecting with you. If you want to send me a voicemail too, you can do that through my website. Just go to the middle at the right of the screen. There is an option for voicemail when you go to hennikawatkisporter.com. I do want to hear from you. Remember, you were born to win. But to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good 